Gamers Roll. Begin transmission of DCAT Radio. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 23 of Geekhead Radio, your one-stop podcast for all the half-assed geek news in the world. This is one of your hosts, Preacher23, also known as Aaron. And this is Perrin, coming from the wonderfully cool state of Texas. I, I think we're in a parallel dimension, but uh, That's the only way hi, guys. happen. And this is Courtney, and it's still cooler here than Texas. <laughs> so Sorry. It's, it, it's cooler than hell is what you're saying. Uh, yes. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> Excellent. So, wow, what a week. I, I, I have been on Geek Overload, and uh, we'll talk about that um, in a little bit, uh, because both Clayton and I have once again seen the same movie in a week and can actually like talk about it. You know, while it's still in the theaters. Well, I, I listened to Clayton's advice on Facebook and I read a book, but I, I'm sure it was cool. <laughs> the book that I'm currently reading may make us lose listeners, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> However, um, Courtney, uh, how, how can you contact uh, good old Geekhead Radio? Well... Uh, if you would like to, uh, if you would like to check out our website, where you can see old, uh, where you can get uh, recordings of the podcast and uh, some fabulous articles that we are starting to starting to post more more regularly, you can visit us at geekheadradio.com. And I'm going to interrupt for a second because I Please have do. to pimp. You guys have Go got ahead. to read. You have to read Courtney's article on Byzantine. <laughs> It is excellent. That's all I can say. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's for all for all for all you all you mopey goths out there. Read it. <laughs> or want to be or recovering mopey goths. Hey, recovering mopey goths. Yes. No no cloves. No cloves. Clove-free review. Um, and if you would like to find us on Facebook, you can uh, like us, like our Facebook page, Geekhead Radio, uh, where you can then you can then subscribe to all the fabulous news feeds that Perry and occasionally the rest of us uh, put up there. Uh, he'll keep you informed of everything. You can also get uh, get copies of the podcast on iTunes, and you can reach us at Twitter at uh, Geekhead Clayton. Geekhead Aaron and Geekhead Court occasionally. And if you wish to contact us personally, you can reach all of us at geekheadradio at gmail.com or individually at Aaron at geekheadradio.com, Clayton at geekheadradio.com, or Courtney at geekheadradio.com. Please send us your suggestions, uh, suggestions for topics, questions, things like that, because we do listen to you. In fact, Today, we are focusing solely on a listener suggestion, so stay tuned. Um, so, I think we should probably uh, get to the drink of the show. What do you say? Absolutely. Pull your brother one more round, pick each other off the ground, let another car sound. Pull your brother another round. I... I... 
I want to make it very clear that that is a listener suggestion. (laughs) And then they ate the minstrels. (laughs) Fabulous. Vlad DeRosa, thank you very much for that suggestion. Um, (laughs) I heard it and I figured, all right, I got to torture myself with that one a bit. So, excellent. So, uh, Courtney, designated driver again, I'm assuming? Mm. Yes, yes, designated driver. And I was I, I was going to visit the uh visit the, the the local tea shop and get some white dragon something or other which once again sounded like not tea, but didn't have time. <laughs> so I'm left with half and half and half a kai berry and hibiscus uh iced tea from Panera Bread Company, which is Akai? quite tasty. A- Acai? A C A I? Yeah, yes. It's, uh, it's a, yeah. Oh. Acai. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Sorry, I have to be a nerd about some things. That's cool. I meant to look that up. <laughs> Clayton, what you got? I am uh, enjoying, uh, yet again, the wonderful product of Texas whiskey, TX brand Texie, uh, whiskey out of uh, Austin, if you uh, can find it. You've got to get this stuff. It is smooth as butter. You know, if if you keep uh, promoting that stuff, you're going to have to start courting them for funding. Okay. I'll get on that for next time. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I I finally um, have been able to sample my coffee port. Ooh. Porter. It's... um, it's got a bit of French roast uh, that was thrown into the the wort during um, the the quick chilling process, and it intensified the already uh, coffee roasted um, grains that were in there. So it it's it's a very interesting taste. It's one that that initially I I tasted and went, yeah, I'm not going to ever buy this shit. <laughs> Thank God I made it, and then it, it's starting to grow on me, and it it gives me a nice buzz. So I'm happy. That sounds fabulous. So is it is it like a, a a a kit recipe or just something that you just made up out of your I took out a of suggestion the over your head I took a suggestion and I and I added it on my own accord and tweaked it a bit and so um, I'm I'm slowly getting confident enough with the beer brewing that uh, uh, I'm willing to experiment a little bit and 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 I asked my wife I said wife you want to taste my beer and she said not now honey I've got a headache. Uh, no, okay. Um, and <laughs> she said, "No, I prefer if you if I didn't. I I would like to continue to enjoy your beer." Um, in other words, she does not like the dark stuff like I do. Ah. Uh, so it's caffe- So this is caffeinated beer. It it could be, um, but it gets me drunker more than it keeps me awake. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you you haven't had this tested yet. No. Ah. Uh, I, sh- uh. I sense a chemistry experiment. Oh. <laughs> and um. Uh, well, hold on one second. Clayton, take it away because um, I'm in the middle of communication of somebody who may want to join us for the podcast. So we are going to uh, roll into digital projection because there's been not a whole lot of interesting news, uh, but there has been some uh, some fun with uh, the uh, the movie side of things. Uh, we've had some great movies over the last two weeks, Despicable Me, Lone Ranger... Uh, this week we had Pacific Rim, all awesome. fun movies, depending on uh, what you uh, are are interested in. Um, but uh, 
one of those three kind of didn't do so well, and uh, it's not the one that everybody predicted. Uh, um, Go for it. Have, <laughs> have you, have you uh, <laughs> either of you seen Lone Ranger? Uh, no, no. Um, I, I, I think I heard people predict it might not do well. Yeah. yeah I, I, I really do throw it into uh, the, uh, the vein of John Carter. Um, mm-hmm. It is a fun movie. Um, but I think they're advertising it, marketing it. What is a Western? Wrong. What the fuck are they going to advertise it as? I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I heard that they tried to appeal to to a younger audience, which meant which meant that all of the people that went because they liked the Lone Ranger, it didn't recognize it. Ooh, that's well. No I mean, the 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 bits are there. But uh, they, with Johnny's personal investment in the movie, um, Johnny Depp, um, uh, they told the story from Tonto's side. um, Which why the fuck is it called the Long Ranger? I think that could have been a fabulous idea, though. It's it's actually interesting uh, to see it, uh, uh, you know, from a Native American standpoint, looking at. Uh, the, the character of the Lone Ranger and going, WTF, dude, what the hell? No, no, that's what the fuck, dude. Get it right. No, 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 he's doing it both. Cause oh. it's, <laughs> uh, I mean, just most white folks in, in that time and age were stumbling into areas they knew nothing about. And most of the Native Americans were like, dude, you just need to turn around, go the hell home because you so don't need to be here. Um, and that comes across in the movie. Um, Do you know what would have been even more awesome? If they, if they had, had casted had a Native, Native American, American. Play it? <laughs> play Tonto? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny Depp can claim that he's one-eighth or one-sixteenth Cherokee, but let's. there are so many more phenomenal Native American um, actors out there that they could have really tapped into, and they... They went for the name instead of, and I think that is part of the problem too. Personally, that's why I have no desire to see it, and I think that's probably why nobody else is seeing it. Well, the whole—I think just the West, westerns as a genre have been dead for a while, and this just confirms it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree, just because we've had Oscar winners that that. No, 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 no. Okay. Let me. But or has it been? Am I getting well, that well, old that I'm losing track of time? <laughs> no, 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 no. We had we had uh, true. Gr- well, well, we- that's what we think of that. Enough <laughs> of Clayton. <laughs> Fuck you in your opinion. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't know if you can hear us or what happened or. Uh, oh yeah, did Jane go unchanged? Yes. Uh, Outlaw Night Zero in our chat room. That that was also a western. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to call shenanigans on, on Clayton, especially while he can't defend himself. <laughs> there so, are... Oh, there you are. <laughs> I am I was specifically talking to blockbusters. Oh. We're just not going to see... We're, gonna, we're going to see the art house films, and we're going to see some phenomenal art house movies, like Whee! True Grit, like sure. uh, uh, Django Unchained, but we're not going to see $200 million westerns. That are going to pay for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I, I, I, there, there's a certain level that I have to agree with. I mean, even when you try and combine genres, um, cowboys and aliens, uh, which totally sucked because, you know, it was, um, you know, Damon Lindoff again, you know, a little fuckard. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really think. <laughs> Have I ever had a problem doing that? Uh, no. 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 So, um, we'll, we'll see. I, just, I, I think, yeah, I, I think they were trying too hard to recapture the, the popularity of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, obviously, because they casted Johnny Depp and it's Gore Verbinski. Oh, well, not that they casted Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's the reason we have a Lone Ranger movie. No, okay. He was the, he was the origin, and it is kind of... Uh, Jack Sparrow is kind of constantly there. Okay, and that's... Kind and of a shame. The last several Johnny Depp movies I've seen have all been like... And Jack Sparrow does a vampire, and you know Jack Sparrow does Tonto, which is too bad because he there used to have a lot more range. He he was a phenomenal actor. I think he needs oh, to yeah. take a break from being cast uh, cast in blockbusters, which is not going to happen because he just signed on for Alice in Wonderland two. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> I, to, 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 to go back to Johnny Depp in a good western. <laughs> And he's he has done one. You want you want to see just a phenomenal, wonderfully written uh, movie with uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, uh, Billy Bob Farmer, <laughs> Gary Farmer, uh, Dead Man, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible movie. It's on Netflix. Go out, download it. You will not be disappointed. I agree. Okay, now speaking of um, yes, they are making a sequel of Alice in Wonderland. I uh, refuse to see that, and I'm. Yeah, so interacting with the chat room, which, once again, you can join us if you are downloading us. Uh, you can join us live by going to Justin TV. But, um, yeah, talking about movies that had potential and just got, yeah. Tim Burton needs oh, well. to go away. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I used to love Tim Burton, and Planet of the Apes marked the end of him. I don't think he's mm. put out anything. Uh, Big Fish was good. I can't watch that movie again. I liked Big Fish. That makes me cry too much. You know, yeah, daddy absolutely, issues. yeah. Dead dad kind of, you know, does that for you. And <laughs> Was he involved with uh, Was he involved with Sweeney Todd? Yes. I can't remember. I liked that. Yeah. It just, I, I don't know. I just, Tim Burton is just kind of, once upon a time he was... He was unique, and now it's just Tim Burton doing another Tim Burton movie. I mean, they should just Tim Burton should do a a Johnny Depp movie and just call it that. Johnny Depp, <laughs> yeah, leaving his wife. Oh, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about another movie. Oh, but but the the cool thing is now um, with Lone Ranger um, is uh, it has knocked out John Carter for uh, biggest hyped uh, largest budget movie that uh, bombed horribly so um, So and john carter was good so (laughs) (laughs) so i believe that's that's what three uh two two out of two out of three before we have the implosion that uh that uh lucas and spielberg predicted last week so we're almost at the at the movie apocalypse oh maybe that's true so we'll have to see speaking of movie apocalypse it didn't get canceled the 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 judgment day didn't get never mind anyway (laughs) Should we talk about Pacific Rim a little bit? Absolutely. If Clayton would unmute his mic. <laughs> no! 
So tell me, tell me about Pacific Rim, but don't give away any any key plot points, okay? Oh, what? Because <laughs> uh, then I won't I tell you about monsters being fought off by giant robots. Dang it! Now there's no point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, as uh, um, one of the the guys in Facebook commented it is the greatest ode to voltron that you will see ever yeah that's probably that's probably about right it's it's um a mixture of that it doesn't have quite the depth of uh, neon genesis evangelion but um it's it's uh it's pretty entertaining however i was a little disappointed by the uh main casting um just as and i can't remember the guy who played raleigh um, is the lead from Sons of Anarchy, and I thought he was a good actor <clears throat> until I saw this. Well, I think the uh, the the way that the scenes were blocked had a lot to do with it. And I, one of the guys on Twitter um, uh, that responded to you when I put up my my opinion on uh, Saturday morning was. Not only was this an ode to kaiju monster movies, but it was also an ode to manga. So all oh, yeah. of the scenes oh, yeah. were very blocked, like very simply, very simple dialogue. Like it was literally manga brought to life on screen. And it, I think it, it uh, may have suffered a little bit from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I was sitting there watching it, I, I couldn't help but sit there and think that this felt like they had some animation studio had a script for another giant robot movie and Guillermo del Toro was wandering through the studio and saw it and just kind of snuck off with it and <laughs> turned it into a movie. <laughs> Cause it, I, it, I, now, I now have this image with, with Guillermo del Toro in this like super secret spy flash drive <laughs> in a pen <laughs> and like the, and like sneaky Jeopardy music playing while he's downloading it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is definitely uh, a, 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 a as outlaw in the uh, chat channels that it is definitely an ode to the ode ode to the ode to old <sighs> old uh, <laughs> action movies from the eighties and nineties where bigger was better, uh, over the top was fun, and everybody loved it. I I took my four year old and um, you know he had a little bit hard time. Uh, rem- staying focused because for a big action movie like that it's still pushing the two and a half hour mark um personally it didn't phase me but for the the attention span of you know a toddler it's it's pretty difficult but he had a blast um he he definitely had some favorite scenes i had to get him a little more worked up because it didn't have any of that it wasn't I, I i don't know i think if it had been was going back to the ode to voltron if it had been just like flat out a voltron movie I'm sure you would have seen more people show up just because I think people were a little confused. Pacific Rim makes perfect sense as the name of the movie based on the plot, but it doesn't it doesn't sell it. It doesn't scream giant robots yeah. like Voltron it, does. Yeah, it is it is I think probably the maybe the first and only original blockbuster this year. And I think uh, that might uh, might actually hurt it a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that I have to say here, um, I'm I'm kind of ruining something, but if you, you know, 
pay attention to anything in the previews or even the first like 15 minutes of it, I'm not ruining the ending. Um, but I did have a real big beef with the ending. Um, let me let me ask you this, um, I'm, and I'm not I'm not talking the the final showdown. Why didn't the main characters kiss? They kissed. No, they didn't. Why didn't they? Oh, why didn't they? It insinuated everything up to that. And I looked at it, and I was sitting there going, is it because we have a Anglo lead and an Asian female that they opted not to show that romance that they built up to and gave every impression that it was something deep and meaningful because of the connection with the Jaeger? Um, I, I, I seriously wondered if, if they chickened out and didn't show a final kiss because they, they were afraid of how that would impact both cultures. I don't know. It just, it felt I would think that would be odd this day and age. I thought, well, you would think that, but you know, they cast Johnny Depp as Tonto. So, you know, might as well just be having somebody playing uh, a minstrel blackface. Well, Lone, yeah, Lone I don't. Ranger, I don't know. Lone Ranger uh, would be problematic from that from that standpoint, no matter who you cast, pretty much. But yeah, I don't know. So I that's that was if there was one gripe that I had about it because I knew what I was getting into and I love that movie and and um, yeah, when Raleigh and Mako or Mako, excuse me, didn't kiss at the end and they basically did everything but kiss you know embraced each other moved their heads you know doing the 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 you know the affectionate you know cat head butt <laughs> but their lips never got close to each other and it's like what the it, is it possible they were attempting to show a meaningful a meaningful a meaningful deep relationship between opposite sex without no. it having to be sexual no they, they okay never mind i tried <laughs> you like, had her oh, oogling yeah. him you had you know he even said something he allude i can't remember the exact line but just as they're about to you know potentially sacrifice themselves to for the greater good he makes a he makes a um an alliteration well i don't know he just basically says you know i've always been bad about um talking about how much people mean to me until it's too late he says something along those lines which could okay i'm i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt so that could just be a deep mm. and meaningful friendship between the opposite sex that was not sexual um they shouldn't have telegraphed it being sexual prior to that i i, I totally okay. thought about that if they had if, it, if they didn't have the the keyhole i if they had cut that scene out then Courtney is dead right. Yes. That's literally the the one ogling scene. Then, yes, deep, meaningful friendship, man, woman, not sexual. Yes. But there was ogling? Okay, he's still a dude. Well, he's a very <laughs> ripped dude, and she's checking him out, and she's kind of dodging around <laughs> him, just kind of, you know, <laughs> oh, God, he's so cute. Okay. Yeah, so, never mind. Yeah, yeah. it's... <laughs> If if it failed, so um, it's a minor little issue that I had with it. But I will say this much: if you have, if there's even a small amount of um, small amount of uh, eight year old still left in you, ten year old, male or female, 
and you enjoyed the monster flicks back in the day or the big giant robot movies, you do yourself a favor. You have to see this. Even if you're like, oh, the plot's going to be dumb. Of course it's going to be dumb. <laughs> Nobody goes and sees these for the plot. Yeah, I was, exactly. I was sitting there going, the- They've got, it's got a fucking sword. All right. You know, that was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the type of plot that you've got coming out of that. I was like, holy shit, it's got wings. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Th- this is going to when it eventually hits DVD, it's going to make mad money because it's going so. to be the thing that people are going to watch over and over and over again. Well, they only make money once then. <laughs> but well, that's what you get, until you their streaming. kids until their kids wear the DVDs out, and then they have to go make, get get another one. Exactly. Um, I want I want Jaeger toys. Um, not like Jägermeister, the drink, but they're called Jaegers because <laughs> it's German for hunter. Mm-hmm. I want Jaeger toys, and I and I want the kaiju things, and I just want to position them on my desk in between therapy sessions. And... Yeah, the only thing <laughs> I've seen so far, uh, as far as the toy thing, is is Sideshow did no. uh, uh, Knifehead, the first uh, the first monster that you see a Jaeger fight, and uh, yeah, that's not affordable. Four hundred dollars. Fuck not that. affordable. No, it's, this 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 begs for a toy gorgeous, line, but, but I can understand why they didn't dare fund it. I'm mad. Hope, hopefully, some sorry. Japanese toy company makes them, and then I can just get them import. Kind of like my Neon Gen- Genesis Evangelion, uh, Ava Four. I am I with. Uh, how well it's doing overseas its first weekend, I think we can assume there will be toys in the Japanese market and so. the Australian market. Yes. For yes. obvious reasons, which yes. we, won't, we won't go into, uh, uh, into here on the show because it would ruin something that's fun. Kind of, yeah. So, okay, I was going to ask, but I won't then. Even the characters come off as anime characters. I'll just, sorry to jump back to that. I mean, every single character, you can see like exactly how they were sketched out. I, I could just imagine. I mean, they, they have that same stylistic approach. It's, it's kind of cool. So. Yes, the two, they're two Russian Jaeger pilots. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Dolph Lundgren. Oh, those two are awesome. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to say anything more, but... Um, they should have had more screen time. I'll just say that much. Oh yeah, their their physical presence was 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 awesome. But when we finally got to we we got to hear them too little too late in the movie for uh, them to have like a truly awesome um, thing. I, I I actually hope they actually go. Um, should we get the the full the full sequel? Uh, go earlier. So that we can see how we got to this climactic point, so we can meet. No, no more prequels. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm done with prequels. I have it, a really hard time getting into prequels. Exactly. I think Lucas set a really poor precedence with with even allowing for prequels in the first place. Sorry, that's a totally different pro- topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck Lucas. Fuck Lucas. Exactly. <laughs> well, not fuck him, but just he 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 needs to take a break. So, all right. Um. I think it is time that we transition to the meat of the show. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Doom. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, terminate. No, terminate. (laughs) 
yeah, th- th- this is all I can say. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad you have that. You have that just just ready to go. <laughs> Oh, God, I have not figured out how to get Windows Media Player to not automatically roll to the next track. (laughs) Perhaps there might be a better software tool to use then. (laughs) I agree. So, um, because Geekhead Radio loves its listeners, we decided we needed to talk about something, and we also didn't want to force anybody to listen to, you know, episode three. So we're going to talk about... Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 not Montalban, no, no. Oh. <laughs> We're going to go into a, a different style of large packs. Oh. Wait, wait, sorry. Large packs? <laughs> what? All right, you just got creepy on us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I, I, I was hoping that Clayton would be a little bit more on top of it. So, so we're just going to have to go with, um, uh, D 20 radio forum names, but, uh, outlaw night zero, which I think your name is Chris. So type it out if you're in the chat, but, um, we had a request on, uh, uh, on a show idea and it was, he was going to Gen Con, which, uh, we've talked about as being the big, massive role-playing industry, convention that's held in indianapolis indiana every year oh i'm sorry it's adam (laughs) adam in um so we wanted to help him out and help a number of our other listeners out because uh um you know we had joe caroni on last week and our last episode excuse me and uh he's you know he's going to be at san diego comic-con next week so uh, i think it's time to talk about con survival and we also asked uh, a couple of our um, our past uh, guests, and they have sent a, uh, quite a bevy of um, suggestions um, for your first cons. And 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 Joe Peacock was going to be on, but uh, he he responded to the email unfortunately um, as we were recording. So um, unfortunately, he's 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 not going to be on unless he suddenly you know forces his way on. And who am I to stand in his way? I I could totally see that happening. So and he would be welcome. Yes, exactly. He's got an open invitation. And since um, you know, unless something bizarre happens or doesn't happen, um, you know, all the hosts here with Geekhead Radio are going to be in Salt Lake City for the first Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, so at least we have our our passes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, Clayton, why don't you, you head us off and let's let's talk about whoa bleep. Oh, I think we just got one, too. Um, <laughs> and Phil Myaski has also just barely sent a hell, forgot all about this. Sorry, folks, when it came to <laughs> the con thing. So. <laughs> anyway. Organization is our strong point here at Geekhead Radio. Hey, we organize. This is a question of if our guests remembered. <laughs> Quite all right. So Clayton, um, what, what you pulled up a uh, um, an article from bigfishgames.com um, about uh, the different conventions that you should attend before you die. And uh, why don't you start off with that? So before you go to any convention, I mean, you get that urge in your blood, must go bond. Uh, you got to 
figure out uh, uh, what sites for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where where do your where do your interests lie? Uh, Do you like comic books? Are you a tabletop guy? Do you love uh, anime? Do you like to LARP? Um, Woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) Or do you like to make fun of LARPers? Woohoo! You got to figure out uh, where you want to spend your money because most of these conventions, at least the big ones, are are not cheap, and then they generally involve expensive travel. So you want to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck. So um, if you are interested in comics, uh, probably the the three big ones you want to make an effort to get out to of course w- running starting this week san diego comp con which you're not going to uh, get into if you haven't already bought your tickets so don't even try yeah exactly um but next then, year course, yeah next year um almost as big as wizard world in chicago uh which is in august i believe and then uh there's a lot of these on the west coast uh, emerald city uh i've got a friend uh uh up in uh, Seattle that goes to this every year and he has nothing but uh, wonderful pl- uh, a praise for uh, everybody who uh, runs that event. And uh, and of course, don't forget New York Comic Con if you're on the East Coast, yep, which is run by yeah. the same promoters. Yep, I have definitely, uh, at the once we put up the show notes, I'm going to make sure that you guys, if no matter where you are, you're going to be able to find the cons that you want. So these are just like the, the big ones, like the well, the ones that you need to hit before you die. Yes. Um, if you like uh, tabletop games, uh, the, I mean, obviously the big one here in the States is Gen Con, um, which is a little over a month away, August. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I believe usually it's usually the first full week in August. Uh, and that's in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that uh, the D20 Network makes uh, an effort to attend in some small number. Um, every, quite a bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. No, no, no. Um, directly south of there, you've got, of course, you've got Dragon Con in Atlanta. Um, that's not only for tabletop, but uh, uh, it also applies for anime, LARP, comics. It's kind of like an all-in-one. Um, if you want to go get every, all of your nerd uh, appetites satisfied, that's a good one to go to. Mm-hmm. Um and if you want to go to the mother of all tabletop conventions, you actually have to leave the U.S. You got to go to Germany. Deutschland, Deutsch. No. Because all the yeah. good board games come from Germany. Yes. Yes. If you love board games, then oh, you yeah. probably have multiple ones that come with instructions that are originally in German. Das ist gut. Um, <laughs> Sometimes accidentally only in German. <laughs> Yeah, um, like so that's that, that one is very simple because the Germans are very practical. It's called Games Convention. And <laughs> we are very exactly. efficient yeah. and <laughs> right to the point. Um, and it is probably the largest uh, convention uh, of, uh, of its type in the world. Average attendance the last 10 years has been 184,000. Holy crap, that's a lot of geeks. Yeah, that is uh, almost four times the size of Wizard World or uh, San Diego Comic Con or Dragon Con. I mean, it's just, it's ginormous. Uh, And then, yeah, got to go check that one out. Um, If you like anime, um, 
you're going to go to the West Coast. Uh, we, we talked a little bit briefly with this with uh, S-Girl uh, when we had her on, uh, Anime Expo, uh, and Sakura Con, uh, L.A. and uh, Seattle again. Um, if you want to see what the newest uh, anime and manga are, those are the two that you want to, you want to go hit. Uh, I've heard nothing but awesome things from what goes on there. Um, and uh, then finally, if you like LARPing, um, there's probably, uh, you probably already know the two I'm going to mention. Um, DexCon, which is in New Jersey. And, uh, well, I've already mentioned DragonCon. Um, well, and, and, and uh, yeah, never mind. What? No, I had an alcohol moment. Leave me alone. <laughs> if you want, if you want epic levels like multi-day larping experiences, you, oh, yeah. you uh, you're going to have to buy a ticket and get yourself to Atlanta. Um, yeah. You will be sleep deprived and happy. Oh yeah, uh, I have not done. I have not actually been been to Dragon Con in Atlanta, but for a brief period of time, they were considering one of the LARPs, uh, Dark Confrontation. They were setting up a saddle. They were considering setting up a, a, a satellite one uh in Eticon I went to and it was it was fabulous. I had done weekend weekend long LARPs, you know, in other other systems beforehand, but yeah, the dark confrontation one that they run in Atlanta is pretty fabulous. And so I if, highly recommend it if you're into that. Yeah. And uh if uh twenty four, forty eight, thirty six, seventy two hour LARPing experiences are a little too over the top for you. Um to, uh, then we'll work on you. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You, you could work on your endurance by going to Dexcon, which is uh, in New Jersey. And, uh, it should be famous, con then. See? Get it? <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> uh, they're famous for um, usually one-day, eight-hour events that are across all sorts of genre, fantasy, steampunk, uh, vampire, you name it, uh, they probably have a LARP for you. Yeah, it is a very impressive list. Right, and then of course you're, you're, you're forgetting the, the granddaddy of uh, electronic, electronic gaming. There's always E3. You know, kind of the big you know, industry video game. If- if you're into that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which we're not. We hate video games. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're never going to go. They're never going to go anywhere. They're never yep. going to make any money. Yep. All right. Let's talk about tickets. How, 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 how do these things work? Because first off, you need to buy passes. And, and we'll say this much. For these multi-day events, you need to figure out, do you plan to be there one day, two days, three days? Yeah. And that really depends on... Uh, the announcements that they have made as far so that you can plan, look in at the event and figure out what guests are coming, what panels are going to be showing. So you can figure out, do I need to be there just for the weekend or do I need to be there for the, the, the whole week? Cause some of these are week long events. Um, and, uh, the, these can get quite pricey. Um, the cheap ones will run you fifty bucks a day. Um, um, the expensive ones are over a hundred dollars a day, and the and on the weekends it's even more. Yeah, because um, those are the premium days. Because cost. you get you have stuff that starts at first thing in the morning, and they'll run until eleven o'clock midnight. 
Um, so that's the premium ones to get. Uh, but the big thing here is you gotta buy, you gotta buy early. These things sell out. Big time. I yep. mean, like the Salt yep. Lake Comic Con has already sold out on its three day passes. They just barely came up. Um, God, what a month, two months ago, and and they sold out much quicker than they anticipated. And this is their first time run. Some of these big events, you need to be buying your passes six months, almost a year ahead of time. Yeah, and if you don't, uh, if you aren't keeping track of it, hopefully you have someone like Clayton that will remind you uh, when they're <laughs> getting when when it does keep track when they yeah. get ready to sell out because we almost missed. Yeah, <laughs> I had to have my mother-in-law step in because it was between paychecks. And went, holy shit, they're almost done with the three-day passes. Yeah. So. So plan ahead. So, yeah, plan ahead, and with that, uh, uh, tickets. Not only do you have your past tickets, but sh- some conventions will have tickets for panels, popular panels. Uh, like last year, San Diego Comic Con, it was like there was like an extra seventy-five dollar ticket to go see the uh, uh, Firefly panel. Mm. Um, so not only are you going to be paying for the passes to get in, but then you're going to pay. You can potentially pay to go to a panel to buy tickets to uh, have picture taken with your favorite celebrity that's there yeah that's that's really common uh yeah 10, and, and those 20, can 30 run, bucks oh or more i mean if you're or, going yeah. to to say like celebration or something like that the star wars conventions um to get your picture taken i was spoken speaking excuse me to uh to ryan brooks with uh, fandom comics and he was saying, uh, you know, getting pictures and autographs with uh, uh, Mark Hamill uh, set him back seventy bucks. Wow! Wow, that is by far the most expensive I've heard of anybody. I say I consider Shatner's thirty bucks for a picture and, a, and, a, and an autograph to be excessive. Well, Shatner <laughs> Shatner still has some income, so yeah. <laughs> the Jedi Master has a very acidic life, so. <laughs> But um, there are other events that you might need to Aesthetic, you might need to make acidic. sure you sign up for early if you're doing if you're doing like board game or card game competitions if you're oh, wanting yeah. to do uh, if you're wanting to do one of these LARPs you know you definitely want to sign up for those early too um, especially if you're doing something as like a LARP uh, or a long one that they could they could give you your character beforehand and it'll help them plan what they're doing it's it's mm-hmm. you definitely want to do that so plan ahead and then. Um, uh, uh, the, the for Gen Con they've got generic tickets, so um, you want to make sure that you get a few of those too, um, because a lot of the the gaming events, but not like the big things like uh, True Dungeon or anything like that, um, where you wander through and you know play through a dungeon with live actors and everything. It's like a LARP on steroids. Um, and uh, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just got this image in my head of the poor guy that that got stuck making the gelatinous cube the night before. <laughs> That's a lot of jello. <laughs> um, the people at True Dungeon they really uh, put forth the effort, but their 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 playthroughs are like twenty twenty five dollars per time slot, and they're they're pretty specific. But so it's pretty. I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, if you go to Gen Con, you got to do True Dungeon, just end a story. But they had a lot of like $5 tickets, and, and this is how a lot of the, the companies and starter companies, they make a little bit of money because um, they turn in 
those tickets back to the Gen Con staff and they can recoup some of their costs. And somebody's always going to not show up. It happens. And so if there's a, a gaming event or something like that that's not sold out that you really want to go to, I can guarantee you, you show up and you're there with one of those tickets, you're going to get in and you're going to play. And um, it it can be a lot of fun. It can also be very... Uh, Frustrating, <laughs> especially if you're used to your your home group, who actually knows how to play coherently. But you know, so 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 don't get too dedicated. Just accept that in convention games, uh, um, you're probably gonna you're gonna have a pregen, and uh, you're you're probably gonna die. <laughs> but you may have just a shitload of fun. And don't. This is one of those few times that that you want to get dragged into the the booths. Um, if you're walking past a company and they've got somebody who says, hey, you want to playtest a game? Do yourself a favor. This is your one opportunity to playtest the hell out of some games, and it is fun as hell. Um, you may end up walking away with a game that normally you would have completely ignored because you weren't paying attention. Continue. Um, so you know which one you're going to, and you've gotten your tickets to it. How do you get there? It depends on how much you make. If you are like Clayton, you have disposable income. If you're like me, you don't. So we go back to... uh, uh, That's what you uh, get for helping people for a living. I know. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I need to prey on them. So it's it's your standard planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, If you've got the money, obviously uh, a plane ticket to a faraway place is a is a great way to get there quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, modern air travel, uh, not always the most reliable, especially when no. there's a big convention in town. No. Um, so definitely when you look at, say, I'm in Austin and I want to go to San Diego Comic-Con, I'm going to, not only am I going to look at what it's going to cost me to fly, um, a couple hundred bucks probably, three or four hundred bucks round trip, um, but I'm also going to look at how how much is it going to cost me to drive, or how much is it going to cost you if you fly out there to ship your products back? Mm, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, because you don't want to you don't want to be the person that found out your bags ended up fifty one pounds or whatever oh. the cutoff is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, also consider trains. A lot of people discount them, but trains are insanely cheap depending um, on the train um i mean it, it, i've looked into it. it 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 can be costly but it can also be uh um if you think about you're not buying gas you get to relax the entire time you can technically sleep through the night that you have to look at all of those watch. factors and uh that's that's a big one buses um great if uh you don't mind uh, running into my clients just saying. I just got out of federal prison and, and, and I'm going home to the halfway house. Yeah. Here's a Greyhound ticket. So don't discount any method of traveling to your, your con of choice. Look at it all. Uh, weigh the costs versus time spent in travel versus what your perspective as far as bringing stuff back is. Yeah, and, and uh, always remember parking costs are going to get you too. So you basically want to park yourself somewhere that's got a cheap all-day rate and um, and not leave. You want to make sure that you're 
um, staying within walking distance um, as best as possible. And we'll talk a little bit about that more in a moment. But um, So you already brought it up, staying close. Obviously, staying close has a ton of advantages because you can game your to your heart's content and then stumble back to your room and collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hotels know the conventions in town and you are going to pay an arm and a leg for hotel rooms. Never count on convention rates. They will advertise them and they will be gone. Yes. And sometimes so, they cost more, believe it or not. Yes, uh, yes, definitely. Always check, you know, your your uh, you know hotels dot com and Hotwire and all that because frequently the special block rates that they advertise are not a good deal at all. <laughs> Once upon a time, I worked with Marriott Reservation for about three months, you know, back in my early days, and uh, I remember pulling up convention rates and just sitting there. We, we were told not to inform the customer that it was a cheaper rate if they did not buy the block rate. I'm serious. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So there are some some ways you can get around the expensive hotel rates. Of course, you can get an expensive room and share it with friends. Um, and and when I say share it with friends, I say share it with friends. Do not go on to some forum somewhere and buddy up with someone who's coming in from another country or another state. You do not know them, um, and it's only going to lead to trouble. It's going to lead to trouble, and it's not worth uh, the uh, the potential headache of no, 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 dealing no, no. with some stranger. No, just don't do it. This so, is why this is why my fellow hosts have very kindly um, declined my offers to sleep on the couch when they come in Salt Lake Comic Con. They're like, "Oh, yeah, that's nice." No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're really strange. I am. <laughs> <laughs> even if you're even if you're friends with somebody, who consider whether are you good enough friends that you could stand you know forty eight hours hours and very close up. In very close proximity to each other. With no escape. And remember, bathroom that. smells. That's all I can yeah. say. Yeah. Um, so, there are some options other than hotels. Um, hostels? No, don't do that. <laughs> well, if if you were going to a games convention in Germany, totally. European hostels? Awesome. American as, as hostels? As long as they're not in the Eastern Bloc. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, look at bed and breakfasts. Uh, surprisingly, most bed and breakfasts don't know what conventions are. Um, use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. Um, if uh, depending on where it is, and, and if you're willing to uh, to share it with friends, uh, going on to uh, VRBVO, um, which is basically rental homes. Um, you can get a rental house in most major metropolitans within a very short drive of conventions for uh, a couple hundred bucks a night um, or less. And if you're bringing in friends, you basically get a house. So you live in a house. Um, and what's more comfortable than that? I've done that. I've done that uh, in other situations, not for conventions. It's, there is a lot of comfort of being able to say, I'm going home to a house, not a hotel room. Yes. Um, and if you are just absolutely the cheapest bastard ever, <laughs> this, 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 w- this would be something that my brother-in-law would do. 
Um, if you just need a couch to sleep on, go on to Airbnb. Someone will rent you their couch for the night, and it can be as cheap as 30 bucks a night. Do you know what's even cheaper? Sleeping in your car. I was going to say, I know many people who have come to cons and would uh, catch catch a little bit of sleep in a uh, in in you know a lounge or something like that i don't recommend that oh hell no i did one no. all-nighter at vegas and and no no fucking way in hell will i ever no. attempt to try and just fight my way through exhaustion you're gonna need a shower too yes let's let's move on to to the <laughs> next part so now it's we know where we're staying now you need to make sure that once you're there that you are physically prepared to take care of yourself while you're at the convention. Um, obviously, in the, when we asked uh, for people's suggestions, this was the one that came right to the top. Personal hygiene. Please. Um, please, please. <laughs> make Very sure few you shower of, every of... day. Liberally use deodorant. <sighs> oh, my God, people. Um, but not necessarily tons of Axe body spray no, or anything because no. you, you're going to be in a small area, in an area with a lot of people, some of whom might have, might have chemical sensitivities. So be considerate. Or that might be the tactic to cut in line. Hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway. um, by the, uh, the uh, same measure, make sure you are not showing up in your stiletto heels. Uh, no, no, no. Um, take that into account. Even if you are LARPing, especially if you are LARPing, I know you want your LARP, you want to win the best LARP costume contest, but, and the shoes go with it. So have the shoes, switch them out because you're going to be all over the place. And yeah, foot, foot damage is not worth it. No. And, uh, make sure that you have in your travels, um, a small bottle of ibuprofen, because I can guarantee you, mm-hmm. you will probably get a headache from noise, maybe smells, maybe just from being on your feet. And convention centers will prey on you for that, because they know that that happens. And, and um, yeah, make sure that you just have a good handful of ibuprofen or a leave or something like that, especially if you're prone to joint pain, because you will experience it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and... Take care of the internal part of yourself, too. Make sure <laughs> that you bring uh, bottled water if they allow it. Mm-hmm. Some do. Some conventions do. Some don't. Um, if they don't allow you to bring it in, buy a bottle of water because they will sell it inside. And then just simply go to the local fountain and refill it. Yeah. Um, you need to stay hydrated at these events. And by the same measure, bring snacks. Uh, oh. bring, bring trail mix. Um, yes, some you, not just sugar frost, super frosted sugar bombs. You need no. something that's what? No, <laughs> sorry, you need something that's gonna. You need something that's gonna have some protein to balance that out because there is, you know, by the time the by the time the end of the day rolls around, you have been in an area with lots of people, lots of input, lots of chaos. If you're doing games, you've probably been in some some contentious rules situations. If you are if you are dehydrated and hangry, hangry? things will not go well. Slip, you know, even if you've just got something <laughs> emergency in your purse or your your you know. Uh, 
man bag or whatever you're carrying, <laughs> there's no shame in that. Yeah. You know, th- you need to have something in case in case of hunger emergency. That yes. is one of the biggest problems that I have had. And for those of us that are hypoglycemic, mm-hmm. the, the those snacks are are all important because uh, the way the uh, the conventions are usually laid out, when you start realizing your sugar crashing, the nearest food is twenty minutes away through the crowd on the other side of the convention. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, you want to cover this last one uh, at the <laughs> bottom here, Courtney? Um, at the bottom. At the bottom is sleep, but I want to cover gum. Okay. Well, cover I want to cover gum. My 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 big con slash LARP advice is to is to bring a bring several packs of gum because as we discussed, people with uh, making sure that you shower and use deodorant, um, brushing your teeth also plays into that. And of course, none of our listeners would ever have any issues with not doing that. But you're going to be talking to a lot of people. There's going to be there will be a lot of dry mouth, and the people around you will as well. And, and there's of course, a lot of fast food with onions. Exactly, fast food with onions. This is this happens quite frequently when you're at a when you're at a con LARPing and someone wants to whisper conspiratorially close to you, um, and they've got vile, awful oh. breath. Do yeah. yourself and them and everyone else a favor. Bring some gum, and get yourself a piece and offer some to those around you. That way you're helping, you're helping take care of the issue and you're not making anybody feel bad either. Cause, Oh, I, well, I thought I'd have some gum. Would you like some? Just pass it around. It's a nice subtle way to help out with that problem. And my general rule is if somebody offers me a piece of gum, I just take it. Yes. Just in case. But I, I will go through several packs. All right. So. <laughs> and then once again, sleep. Uh, yes. Yeah. Just make sure that um, we've, we've got, we've got one specific guideline here and I'm just going to um, put this in with the food and stuff. Patrick Stutzman, who talked to us about independent uh, publishing and who's uh, written his alone um, with, I guess it's just the alone series and uh, has written for wizards of the coast for their star Wars role-playing games. Um, he has said, one of the things that you want to do is strongly recommend the one two five rule. One shower, two meals, and five hours of sleep a day for each day that you're at the con. Now, this is if you want to absolutely maximize your time on the showroom floor. You I know, think that's brilliant. He also has the 5-10-20 rule for food budgeting. $5 for breakfast, $10 for lunch, and $20 for dinner. Can you really do $10 for lunch? Um, if you're doing like a, you know, Big Mac meal or something like that. Okay. Yeah, Leah, definitely for that, you'll have to leave the, uh, yeah. uh, the premises. Uh, oh, yeah. You, Never you can... eat in the convention. They will gouge you. Yeah, when we went to Dallas, uh, uh, the uh, four of us uh, went in and bought four bottles of water and a large popcorn, and it was $55. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. So most of the ones that I have been to have been, you know, 48-hour LARP experiences. Game is only down for an hour uh, for lunch. But they've all, most of them are also in, that I've been done then are at hotels. So you've got the hotel, uh, the hotel restaurant. But uh, yeah, yipes. 
Okay, so um, we've talked about that stuff. How do we get to the convention? You know, um, obviously, uh, the first one that comes to mind is to drive and park. Um, sounds simple, um, and uh, as I found out when I went to Dallas uh, for their Comic Con, um, wow, what a dumb idea! <laughs> um, we were in line to get into parking for an hour. Ugh. Um, and that and that was off. That was offsite. That is wretched. Um, yeah. So, uh, and what we realized once we got there is one of the light transit stations for the Dallas Fort Worth area. One of their state. One of their stations was literally like a quarter mile from the convention center. So, uh, if we do it in the future, we will definitely be. Uh, uh, parking somewhere else and taking the light rail in so we don't have to deal with the traffic. So look for that uh, um, as an option. Um, also uh, look for buses because usually in the in these circumstances uh, buses have preferred flow. They, they, they're allowed to continue their normal routes. So jump on a bus, get in there right away. Um, so uh, and uh, with parking parking expensive Yes. Like I said earlier, um, d- you're going to pay more for closer to the um, convention center. Figure that into your budget and do your best to park there and stay there. You want If you need to leave for any meals, um, you'll probably need to stay within walking distance. Okay. And uh, let's see here. Let's let's talk about the lines that you're going to face. Because uh, when I went to Gen Con, I had my uh, passes on um, will call. And uh, I'll just say this much about it. Um, it was a hour and a half long wait just to pick up my passes. So Ugh. if you have the opportunity, if you show up early for the convention, the day before the convention, and they allow you to pick up your tickets ahead of time do it show up a day early if you can just to to pick up your stuff it's it's really worth it because the lines are even worse on the first day of the convention yeah the uh the lines at dallas comic-con this year were literally there were uh three lines um and they were for the most part, wrapped around the building mm-hmm. in each case, and, which mm. means you're going to be in line a long time, so which means back to those good shoes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and go, ahead. go ahead. Nope, go. I was going to say, make sure you dress for the weather, because no matter how air-conditioned or heated the convention center is, um, if you're going to one of the conventions that have big, massive events that have large amount of information, you know, like movie premiere information, that kind of crap, um, you can pretty much guarantee you will be out in the weather because those lines will probably exit the building at one point. Dressing in layers is probably a good thing. Yes. That way you can that way you can be prepped for the weather, but then when you get inside when there are a bunch of people all squished together and it's exceedingly hot, you can shed some of those layers. Yes. 
Um, and yeah, comfortable shoes, comfortable shoes, comfortable shoes. Um, yeah. Chris West, who was in um, our October episode of last year when Clayton was, you know, in the Caribbean, um, he sent us a large list of ten um, tips for con survival that we'll read um, a little bit later. And uh, he he mentioned specifically um, how to prepare for these lines and that kind of stuff. So we'll get back to that. So let's talk about vendors. So most uh, conventions will have a vendors hall. And by vendors, we mean people that w- want to sell stuff to you. Um, it can be uh, toys, uh, uh, knickknacks, uh, posters, uh, you name it. If, if, it's, if it's in the, the theme of the convention, um, they will try to hawk it to you. Um, uh, I consider myself lucky when I went to Dallas Comic Con. Literally, the only thing I ended up buying was a flask that has uh, Calvin and Hobbes uh, riding the Millennium Falcon on it. Um, <laughs> that was my knickknack. Um, um, that's my that's my whiskey flask. Um, so that's probably where you're going to leave one of the two places. You're going to leave a lot of your money once you're actually inside. Yes. Um, uh, the vendors are not scary. They are really for, for the 99% of the time, they are really nice people. They just want to have conversations because most people just walk by and stare and don't say a word. Um, and usually you will not find out about the cool stuff unless you take a moment and go over and say hi. Um, I would have never found out. They had an entire book that had about uh, 300 additional designs than what they had out on display to buy. Um, and if I just hadn't gone over and went, oh, those are so cool, how did you do it? I would have never found out and I would never have gotten the opportunity to buy it. Yeah, and I mean, you, you, you want to talk to the vendors, you want to find out what kind of deals they're running. Some some companies will, um, uh, or, or uh, people will, will give you deals if you are buying multiple items. So um, be respectful, but don't be afraid to haggle just a tiny bit. Yeah. If you're... Um, if it's a smaller company. Yeah. Go, Courtney. Oh, I was going to say, if you are on a budget and you are going with friends and you have concerns about getting caught up in the heat of the moment, I recommend you work out beforehand with your friends, whether they are whether they are enabling you or or trying to save you from yourself when you uh, when when you're in when you're in with the vendors because I know it's boy it's real easy to go oh that's so cool I absolutely need that crazy thing that. Two days from now, I'm going to go, what the hell? Um, so I, I have found that at, at other events, yeah, if you work out with your friends beforehand, you know, are they going, yeah, that's cool, you should get it. Or, well, maybe you want to think about it a bit and come back. If you can have a system worked out beforehand, that can actually help. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of spending money, let's get into the artist alley because that's where you're going to find some of the coolest stuff. That's where you're going to find the independence yeah, and this is where Tish and I ended up spending our the most amount of money when we went to Dallas. Um, is we we walked around the the artist alley area rooms, looking at the various uh, artists, talking to the various artists, 
going back to the vendors, talk to them, find out what their deals are. Most of them do have deals. Um, and look for something that matches your style um, so that uh, um, you're going to get something you know you're going to like. Um, and one thing I would recommend is um, before you buy anything, make sure that you go through the artist alley all the way through. Because mm. the last thing you want to do is buy something really, really cool and then find something that's ten times as awesome that you just missed and spent your spending money on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- the same thing goes for if you're going to Gen Con, uh, the, the games hall. Yes. Um, do at least one, if not two, loops around the hall, looking at all the various games, talking with people before you uh, set things down. And if they sell out, it's okay. Get their card. They'll, they will give you your card, and you can go order it online. You don't have to walk out the door with it. Yay, interwebs. Then Yay. you don't have to worry about getting it back on the plane either. Exactly. Yes. Um, and when you talk to the artists, um, let's, let's put it this way. Um, you may end up having a little bit of a fanboy or fangirl crush, non-sexual or possibly sexual on, on the artists or some of the guests. Um, make sure that you don't make a fool out of yourself. Just <laughs> be respectful. Um, some admiration goes uh, quite a long ways. Um, but uh, like, like Joe Crony was mentioning last uh, episode... Don't try to speak to the guests at Wookie. <laughs> and and don't tell yeah. them how excited you were the first time that you saw them in episode fourteen of um Battlestar Galactica and how they didn't quite deliver the line the way they showed up. You know, you know it, it curb that shit. <laughs> and when you're if you're looking at uh stuff in the artist in the artist Sally, um be, be respectful. Remember, this is how these people make their living. Art is uh, not not always priced the way that uh, the way that people the way that everybody thinks that it, thinks that it should be. People don't always agree. This is how these people make their living. And you know, once again, a respectful you know respectful little bit of haggling is one thing, but um, yeah. Very few artists are really trying to are, are really trying to take you for all that you're worth. There are a lot of unseen expenses that go into things. Exactly, and and re- remember these these people. What you may see as just a poster is something that they poured their imagination into and their soul. And oh, you know the cost of their materials. So really remember that if you're buying an original piece of work. You, you're getting your money's worth. Trust us. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, when now, if you go and see the guests or go to any of the boards, make sure that you plan this out ahead of time and get in line early for good seats. Um, and that can be many hours ahead of time, um, depending on what it is. So be patient, be respectful. Yeah, you're going to, most of the, the panels and boards are going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be Q&A back and forth with the guests. Um, so you're going to get your money's worth out of it. If you're standing in line to do the uh, the meet and greets, um, they, they know that you're excited to see them. Uh, so a little... Uh, 
a little uh, show, uh, showing, letting that shine through is perfectly okay. Just don't go over the board, uh, overboard, and try to dive across the uh, the table into Lavar Burton's lap. That doesn't go over well. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Is there a story there? No, there isn't. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> now. Going on, um, a lot of conventions have exclusives, so my earlier comment about holding off on purchasing something, if you're going there for an exclusive, don't hold off. Buy it when you can. Especially if it's uh, if you're at San Diego Comic-Con and it's one of their big exclusive, like Hasbro's got the big Boba Fett and uh, um, uh, Han Solo and Carbonite, and that's going to cost 50 bucks, and you may want to s- find out if there's anything cool first. Yeah, you can pretty much guarantee that's going to sell out pretty quickly. So if you have the opportunity to buy it, buy it. But- that reminds me. I need to get in touch with Josh because there's a couple comics that I want uh, at San Diego Comic-Con this year because some of the big things, some of the big comic book uh, uh, guys are doing cosplay covers to their comics just for SDCC. Oh, that's awesome actually. Mm. I didn't heard about that. So that's, yeah. a, that's a wonderful segue into our next part. Excellent. Cosplay. Do you like to dress up, Aaron? Um, I have a um, unfitted full suit of Stormtrooper armor that, uh, that eventually I, I will wear. Um, however, I've had numerous things that in, in my Anxiety and laziness have kept me from finishing it, as probably people know. But uh, you say it's finished and you're excited to wear it. Would you go to a convention in it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so f- for most conventions, uh, you're going to uh, find that cosplay is uh, very welcome. Um, they're going to run you through a very, very simple... Uh, uh, security sweep to make sure that your weapons aren't actually weapons, um, that they're, that your, whatever your cosplay costume is actually safe. Um, there was a, uh, Dalek that was, uh, rejected at Dallas Comic Con because, um, he couldn't fit through doors without help. Um, <laughs> um, and That's a fire a, hazard. Yeah, it, yeah, a slight. Hazard. That doesn't it even was, sound like something one could one could necessarily research. How wide are the doors? <laughs> yeah, but um, it was a spectacular uh, suit. It just uh, it wasn't going to work. So, oh. um, so they're going to they're going to come out. They're going to give you a once over. They're going to make sure that you're safe, not only for yourself uh, but for others. Um, and if you dress up, expect to get the question: Can I take your picture? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you will be harassed it, in a very positive way most of the time. Yes, um, and it doesn't matter whether um, you are doing something extremely familiar, like Aaron showing up as a stormtrooper, um, or uh, one guy that uh, I, I pulled aside and took his picture of it at in Dallas was uh, um, a guy dressed up as a guy from Community. Wow, and unless unless you knew that particular character, and it was from a it was from a particular episode of Community where um, the character was playing. Um, oh shoot! The how? Uh, way to go! Yep, way to screw it up, Clayton. Um, Life, the universe, and everything that uh, show. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, yes, he was <laughs> playing. Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> Playing a character from Hitchhiker's Galaxy, Tao included. Um, if you ramble much he, longer, I've got music for you. Yep. So <laughs> someone is going to recognize you. So don't. you can go as obscure as you want. People are still going to ask you. Uh, be courteous. Uh, um, and uh, they like what you're doing. Yes. So enjoy, enjoy the attention. Now, one thing that needs to be said. Um, uh, okay, there's there's something that I was not familiar with until um, I started digging around doing all of this wonderful research um, over the last uh, year or so. Um, but there's some sort of just bullshit belief, and I'm just going to come straight out and say it. If you are one of those people that believes uh, cosplay equals consent, you need to go fuck off and die. Amen. Sorry, there's no other way to put it. Um, It doesn't matter how sexy the character is that they are dressing up as or anything like that. You respect that person. You respect them as a human being. If you are incapable of doing that, I will say this much. Um, There are going to be people at those conventions who don't believe the same as you. And I encourage all of you, if you see some asshat um, mistreating anyone because of their outfit or what they're wearing, I mean, they've a lot of the, the members of the 501st have what's called uh, handlers, people that make sure that, that um, the cosplayers are not being harassed. Um, but if they don't have that and you notice that somebody is, is being approached or propositioned or inappropriately spoken to, stand up yeah. and say something. Yeah, we 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 as the geek community need to make it quite clear that that is that is nothing that we will tolerate because uh, we you know we're getting a bad rap to the rest of the world. You know, people th- there are a lot of people out there that all they hear are the uh, are the news articles about you know people getting harassed at conventions and it, it's a small group that does it and we have to stand up that that is not acceptable. Exactly. And just remember, if, oh, go ahead. If you would not if if you would not say it with, you know, pick pick your your person that you respect. If you would not say it with your mother, your sister, your father, your brother around, maybe you shouldn't be saying or doing it. Yes. Exactly. This is this is not, you know, this is not an anonymous an anonymous opportunity to yeah, harass people. If you do not like a cosplayer's outfit or feel that they uh, perhaps shouldn't be wearing it, then 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 listen to listen to the advice. If you don't say anything at all, if you don't have anything nice to say, you don't have to comment on it. Exactly. Um, just remember that somebody's um, their love is poured into those costumes. They've made mm-hmm. them themselves nine times out of ten. And if they want to be their favorite character and you don't feel that they have the right physical proportions to play that character, fuck off. It's not your business. Go walk somewhere else and, and, and go be a bro somewhere else. Yeah, um, I mean, even if it's just the, the people that all they can afford is to go buy a cheap costume from the local store, they obviously have a love for that character. Give them props for that. Hell yeah. And it's not just it's not just bros. Ladies, save the fashion police citations for some other time. Because <laughs> we we should be encouraging. Exactly. So, um now that we've we've kind of wrapped all those up, um like I had uh, hinted 
what, about 45 minutes ago at this point. <laughs> we had yeah. we had a very <laughs> wonderful top 10 list of uh, con survival guidelines sent to us by the one and only Christopher West um, from Maps of Mastery. Um, make sure you check out his website. Um, he has got some phenomenal role-play maps, and uh, he will be part of the upcoming Monty Cook Numenera. Numera? I think it's Numera. Um, role-playing game, and he also has uh, some classic stuff that's been in Star Wars Insider and all pretty much every incantation of uh, the Star Wars role-playing game. But um, here's his top ten list, and I am reading this word for word. Number one. If you're picking up your badge or event tickets at the show, show up as early as humanly possible. I've seen the those lines stretch up and down the length of the convention center several times before going out the doors, down two city blocks, and culminating in more than a three-hour wait, much of it in scorching midday sun with no shade or refreshment in sight. That sounds like an exaggeration. It isn't. I stood in that line. People in that line completely missed some of the events named on the tickets for which they were waiting and then had to stand in another line to get refunds. If you can get your stuff the day before, show up early and do it. Number two. The biggest expense at a big convention is never the convention pass itself or the food or probably even the swag you buy. It's the housing. At a multi-day convention in a big city, you generally have two housing options. Stay close to the show at a huge expense or pay much less and commute to the convention center. A low-cost hotel within walking distance is the holy grail of conventions. You're better off finding ways to mitigate the expense than trying to find a perfect place to stay. If you want to sleep close to the convention on a budget, arrange to share housing with trusted friends. Trusted. Splitting the cost of a hotel room four or six ways can make even the most overpriced of suites more affordable. Three, break in your new shoes ahead of time. There is a lot more walking involved at these things than you expect, and it can be murder on your feet. Oops, oh, there goes my scroll button. Don't compound your discomfort by trying to wear a new set of footwear. New socks are another matter. Bring lots of those. Your feet will thank you. Number four. Make the exhibit hall your first and last stop. Get in there to get the hot new prop, uh, products that you absolutely must get before they sell out. But be sure to swing by again on the last day. Some retailers mark down prices at the end of the show to move as much remaining stock as they can. Shipping stuff home can be expensive. Number five, please do not block the aisles, but expect to have to negotiate around those who do. A. You'll see people in great costumes stopped every few feet for photographs. Go ahead and ask them for pictures, but step aside as you do so that people can get past you. B. If you can at all avoid it, don't haul around luggage on wheels within the exhibit hall. It slows you down and slows down those around you. That said, if you don't have a way to leave your stuff in the car or hotel room, at least be vigilant about the placement in the aisles. Same goes for large backpacks. C. Be patient with those who fail at these things. These obstacles can be frustrating, but don't let them drag you down. If you find yourself stuck in traffic, remember to enjoy the scenery. As soon as you wait for the traffic jam to clear, check out all the cool stuff around you that you might not have looked at otherwise. Six. This is one that we should have brought up. Mm. Bring hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) At a convention, you'll shake a lot of hands and come into contact with a lot of germs from other places. Germs that your immune system isn't prepared to deal with. Give yourself a fighting chance and avoid the con crud by disinfecting regularly. 
Seven, try something new. Play a game you've never seen before. Play test something that isn't available yet or participate in an event that you can't experience any other way. You'll remember that a lot longer than another round of something you can regularly do at home. Eight, if there are convention exclusives or freebies you want, go pick them up right away. A lot of these are limited in short supply, and when they're gone, they are gone. Nine, keep some generic tickets on hand and... And don't be afraid to show up to sold-out events. More often than you might expect, the people who buy these tickets fail to arrive, and a slot opens up for a spectator to become a participant. And number 10, for goodness sake, have fun. If the event you had your heart set on is sold out, go out right away and find something else to do. If you see an interesting game being demoed and you're able to try it, don't circle back later and hope for another chance. Get in while you can. There's no shortage of fun activities to try at a big convention, but there is a shortage of time. Make the most of it. And I would very much, very much take the advice of Mr. Christopher West. Um, he has, um, I've, I've met him at the convention. Um, I met him at the Gen Con that I went to in 2010. The man is very down to earth, um, but he is also very busy. So try not to take up too much time. But, um, you know, he's a friendly guy. I'm not going to say that, that every convention goer is the same way, but um, he's been to a lot of these things. Listen to him. And, uh, and, and in the future, maybe if we uh, uh, touch base with Joe Peacock with plenty of time, maybe he can give us some of his convention advice, being um, that he displays the art of Akira, which is a little different than what you would expect. Um, and uh, as, as was one of our people in the chat room, Shadowstar07, Chris, uh, a high tolerance for gamer smell is advised at some conventions, and we've... We've brought that up. <laughs> we were discussing. We were discussing that before we went on air. It seems to be. Uh, it's. It, it. There seems to be a lot more of that at game conventions, perhaps, than other types. Yes. But, yes. So, and then, and then, one other thing that Patrick Stutzman um, uh, consulted, and this one may not so much apply to our newbies, but it's it's still good advice. If you are a panelist or a guest of honor, don't get drunk. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm sure there's been numerous times where that has happened and and uh yeah you're just going to have to to recognize that some people are not always at their best in these type of situations regardless of who they are. Um here. Well, thank you so much for listening to this um I hope that it was enlightening for um, for Adam, who had requested this at the beginning, and uh, I hope that maybe there were some little tidbits there for people who've been to conventions that make them go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So it's hard to say. But um, yeah, good luck at the conventions, and don't be afraid of them. This is a great opportunity for you to go be around other people that have the same passion for things that you have. Yeah, it's it's an excellent opportunity to shed your shyness and shake a hand, say a kind word, and strike up a new friendship. Yes, absolutely. And, and if you take our advice and go to and go to a convention, uh, hey, write, send us an email, write us a write us a convention review, something like that. You know, talk talk to us about it, and you know, maybe maybe it'll turn into an article that we can put up on the website. Yes. We already have one coming for San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, that's right. And uh, one, I, I want to thank uh, some of the following people um, for having responded to our call-out for uh, 
um, convention advice, um, obviously, and we want to say thank you to uh, Patrick Stutzman and Christopher West for having some very um, well-thought-out options. I also want to thank some of our regular listeners, um, Angela and Matthew Daly, um, and also Emily Kramer. Is there anybody else that we need to um, thank for this uh, one? Shirley Girl. Yes. Uh, our, uh, our previous guest also uh, chiped in via Twitter, and I added those in. Thanks. All right. And um, also, keep an eye on geekheadradio.com because we are adding more and more. I've got, uh, we, we will now have um, very shortly here a regular game review um, article that's going to be coming up by uh, Taylor Crawley. Um, he, the man's a phenomenal writer, and he has the largest collection of games that um, I have ever had the pleasure of playing with because I'm part of his core gaming group. And I Can't have wait to, to read them exactly. Cool. Um, and he won't. And and the articles won't be in German, correct? Correct. His first okay. review is going to be um, a game that's very near to Courtney's heart. <laughs> is there Cthulhu involved? <laughs> there is. Oh, <laughs> Arkham Horror. <laughs> And I will say this, I have been playing Arkham Horror for the last four years, and last night was the first time we won. (gasps) What did you do wrong? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) What role did you play? (laughs) We somehow had, we didn't skip any of the rules. Um, uh, We were up against uh, uh, Narlathep. Narlathep? Oh, so you had the masks. And And we lucked out. We were capable capable of sealing all six gates there before. you go if you get the right combination of characters exactly. and everything rolls right it can happen <laughs> which then gives you more hope to only be crushed at a later date oh we've sweet, been crushed so many times hope. hey yes. i was able to seal the gate into riley so i'm happy <laughs> all right uh enough nerd speak there um so uh yeah Preacher 23, episode 23. Wish it could have been a little bit more, but I'm damn satisfied with this episode. So uh, this is me saying um, don't just embrace your inner geek. Make love to it. And again, guys, thanks for joining us, and thanks for getting head from Geekhead. And thanks you for listening to us. And remember, a tentacle in the hand is worth two in the... Never mind. Terminate transmission of Geekhead Radio.